We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co/freebook. That is m i k o s a n t o s.co/freebook. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com The Tribe Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, which is all about supporting you to start and build a thriving business. Tribe Podcast on OzPod Syndicate. Eleanor Moshi is an ambitious and driven leader and dedicated mentor in the construction industry. Her passion to guide, inspire, and direct future leaders and industry professionals to construct their career lead to her funding the successful platform, The Construction Coach. Eleanor has been featured in Australian National Construction Review, Property Council of Australia, Top 500 Women's in Property Program in 2019. Eleanor's book of Constructing Your Career is one of its kind for people who want inspirational, practical action, unconventional career and intelligence to build their career. Top 100 Women in construction and frequently a speaker, a guest lecturer and finalist. Eleanor also the host of the successful podcast, Constructing You. Eleanor's book, Constructing Your Career, is one of its kind for people who want inspirational, practical action and a conventional career intelligence to build their career. She holds a Master of Construction Management and Bachelor of Environments from University of Melbourne, and also you can check her on her social. On Twitter, is Mushi Eleanor. On LinkedIn, it's Eleanor Mushi. And on Instagram, is Eleanor Mushi underscore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Good afternoon, good day. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Drive Podcast, Eleanor. Thank you very much for having me. And it's great to be on the other side of the microphone. Thank you so much for your time. So first thing, the first question I'm going to ask you, because there's a quote that you've done on one of your um profile is that ambition and achievement is my language but i want to see the community win can you elaborate this 
Of course, ambition and achievement is a big part of my personality, my disposition and my philosophy. And for a very long time, in accordance with societal conventions, I actively suppress that. And especially in Australia, we're so used to the tall puppy syndrome. Don't be too much. Don't strive for too much. Don't go too far ahead. Stay where you are. And that was suffocating for me for a very long time. That was suffocating, but I've always been that person who I would lock and load myself on a target and I would do everything that I can to achieve it, no matter how long it takes. And again, people around me would say, don't move too fast, just be happy with where you are, where you are. I'd keep on getting this consolidation. And then I went through the process of really identifying, you know, who it is that I am, what it is that I am so naturally and authentically here to do, and that is to be all of who I am, which is, of course, ambitious, ambitious, which is a really big part of it. And I am addicted to achievement. I am. I will constantly be striving for the next thing and the next thing because that is how I will edge towards my own potential. There are no limits as to what we can actually do. And, of course, I want my community to experience the same if they have this drive I want them to know that it's more than okay to keep on being in the pursuit of your goals you don't have to listen to people who say just stop just play small you don't have to do this don't think too big none of that and there is more than enough success to go around which is why I want to see every single one of my clients and members in the community win that's awesome. So Eleanor, you also have a Master of Construction Management and Bachelor of Environment from University of Melbourne. Talk us through your background and your journey as a woman entrepreneurs and mentors as well. I do have conventional academic, academic qualifications, but as you know, in the real world, that counts for not much. It may account for 5% of the success. But when we look at the business world, when we look at the development that we actually have to do in order to become more, to achieve more, that all comes with taking our own development, our own future in our own hands and not relying on the academic system because it is outdated for a reason. It is churning out a high level of professionals. It's causing an oversupply in the market. A degree doesn't have the same weight that it used to once upon a time. And Maybe it is because of people realizing that the corporate world is has too much competition. People are looking to entrepreneurship as an alternative path. And you commonly hear people say, well, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Well, not enough people are saying having a corporate career isn't actually for everyone. Not everyone fits into that box. And if you have an idea, it is your duty to deliver that value to the world. So going back across my journey, yes, I, I finished my degrees and I entered the corporate world. And for many years, I did have a successful career on many fronts, but I got to a point in time in my own career where I felt so lost. I felt so fundamentally dissatisfied and unfulfilled with where I was because the thinking that got me to where I was, wasn't the same thinking that would get me to where I want to go. And I looked and said, this can't be it. Everything that I've worked towards, everything that I've hustled towards, this cannot be it. And I projected that out for the next 40 years and it it scared me. It wasn't enough for me. But at the same time, I always had this itch. I had this inkling. I had this pull towards delivering something greater than myself. So 
I actually spent a long time undertaking an introspection with myself. I would journal and I would ask myself then difficult questions. What it is that I wanted? What was it that I wanted out of this concept, this vehicle called a career? I was career orientated, but it wasn't going to be a career by any conventional standards. Your podcast journey starts here. Take the first step on your side. Hustle with us. It starts with a great domain. Get your podcast web host with Beard and Coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at Facebook. And through that process of having an introspection and asking myself deep and meaningful questions and ones that really challenged my philosophy and worldview, I came up with a vision for myself. And when you have a vision, the universe will bring around people and opportunities that you need in order to make that happen. So a few months before that, I came up with the notion, the construction coach. I still didn't know what it would look like back then. But at the same time, I also met my mentor, my now and then, of course, mentor Ron Malhotra. And I set upon the thought leadership path of entrepreneurship. You can be a traditional entrepreneur. You can be a traditional employee. Or you can be a thought leader, which is different in that a thought leader, you're at the center of the world. It is your message. It is what you stand for. And then you build your brand and you express all of who you are. And then you build brand assets and businesses that are an extension of that. Because what you have to say fundamentally matters. So if it wasn't for mentoring, I I can't say I would be where I am today in such a short period of time. This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. Property Council Australia Top 500 Women in Property Program. Is that... Your niche is more on construction. Is that early of your career? Is that, are you focusing on construction or what's the, how's the idea came from? So. Yes, of course. Great question. Yes. Construction is my niche. That is where I am the leading authority on construction careers. And what I found was I graduated from my master's degree and I'm always someone who I need more. I can't just be doing one thing. It's not fulfilling enough. So as soon as I graduated, I had all this spare time. So I started tutoring and I tutored on the weekends every weekend for two years. I hustled really, really hard every weekend. And I got to a point where I just had too many clients, which is a fantastic thing to have. But I also realized, okay, this isn't a sustainable model because there will forever be a limit as to how much you can actually achieve because you're still exchanging your time for money and you're exchanging it for an hourly rate. And it is only as worth, you know, as much because you're only assisting people with assignments. But even in the conversation with me, the conversations always turn to Eleanor, how, how did you do it? How did you build this career? How did you construct the career? The conversation switched to mentoring type questions rather than the technical assignment based type questions. So I asked the universe a better question. How can I reach more people? Because I was I was on a platform and I was just listed as a tutor. And then what happened? The algorithm changed. And I went from page one to page who knows what. And all of a sudden your pipeline dries up. And that was a 
lesson that I learned early on. You have to control the platform and you have to control the audience because if you're relying on an external audience, external platform to manage it for you, they change the algorithm, it changes your whole business model. So I asked myself a better question. It was February, 2019. How can I reach more people? Like there's obviously lots of people who are having commonalities in their experience, especially when they are starting out in industry. So I was thinking, you know, how can I reach more people? How can I reach more people? And it was April, 2019. And I had a week off work. And when I have time to think, when I'm disconnected from you know, the rush and demands of other people, it's a fantastic opportunity to think. And it was 11 o'clock at night. I just came up with the idea, the construction coach, like the construction coach. And I looked it up and the domain was available in, in Australia and I registered an ABN and I was up till 5am that morning trying to figure out how to build a website. And I filled a notebook with ideas as to what it could be. And at first it started as just a blog because I didn't really see the full scope of potential, but that quickly turned into mentoring private and mastermind. It turned into events, of course, not so much in 2020. It has turned into a, an authoritative mentoring platform for ambitious professionals and future leaders in the industry. And it is Australia's first construction coach. So because your niche is much, it's, like different from other, you have construction. So either to construct a new career or either, because when the first thing I think if you say construction is building, building commercial, building houses. So it's quite different. So say it's been, it's been um, not a good year, 2020, and we're coming to 2021 now. Can you share us some of your challenges facing your journey, particularly during last year because of the COVID, how's your business? How's, how did you adapt and cope about that? Last year was the best year, all you know, in consideration to what was happening globally. It was personally the best year in business. It was an amazing opportunity to have so many aligned clients come and, and you know, for me to be able to work with them and achieve results for them across different levels of mentoring that I do. So from a business perspective, it was, albeit, you know, an early year in business, it was the best year. And I worked a lot on the business and in the business, also trying to really position the business as to, okay, this is what I wanted to do. This is my unique value proposition. This is what I actually stand for. This is who I am serving as well. You know, really honing in on your target audience is, is quite the quite the exercise and who you start off as thinking is your target audience and who it ends up being. They're two completely different psychographics and demographics. But from a business perspective, lots of growth and a lot more clarity as to the offering, the marketing, the lead generation, the branding, of course, that goes with it. Last year, I also released my podcast on March 15th, the day that Melbourne went into lockdown, which was fantastic for me. People were locked at home. They had to listen to my podcast and the podcast just scaled really, really quickly as well. Because as you correctly pointed out, when you think construction, people typically think buildings, cranes, you know, things that are very, you know, trade, people think of construction as a very typical thing. And for me to go out there and say, no, I'm not talking about any of this. I'm not leaning into any conventional discourse. I'm going to focus on 
the people behind the projects and we're to actually humanize construction is a bold step out there because no one was doing it. My podcast is a first that actually focuses on the people behind the projects and not just who they are, but who they've had to become to achieve what they have. So the podcast got 10K downloads in three months and it's tipping over tipping over 40,000 downloads at the moment. So the podcast was fantastic. And of course, I released my number one best-selling book in August, which is also world first for careers in construction because there are a lot of books on the technicalities of construction and how to do things from a procurement perspective or whatnot, but nothing that actually says, okay, this is how you build an exceptional career in construction. And the book is based around, okay, this is how you build a building. And then this is how you build a career. So it is a very structured, like I know people in the industry are. So, you know, to really get that clarity and consistency in my business, as well as deliver such immense value over the course of 2020 was phenomenal, but this doesn't come without any challenges because, you know, the first time that you do something, that's not the first time that you're fantastic at it. You really have to fail forward and you have to get really comfortable with not getting the results that you immediately thought and actually then assessing the experience and saying, okay, in this whole process, what do I need to tweak? What do I need to do better? It is that iterative process, which I've really had to learn to continually tweak because I am someone who is like, okay, I'm set and I'm going to go. It's It's been a learning process for me to continuously fail forward and to embrace those failures. And I really have, because without those failures, I'm not going to achieve my own version of success fast enough. So it has also been the challenge also taking everything online. I, you know, I do love live events. There's very little that replaces that energy that you get in the room, but most of the challenges have actually been internally. It's been a lot of my own mindset. It's been my relationship with how I, you know, how quickly I want things to happen and and what I need to do and where I want to go. But everything starts from the inside out. All right. So you, you said you just create your own podcast last year. And um, can you give us an overview of your podcast and advice shared during a typical um, episode and why did you create this podcast speaking is my natural disposition i was given this voice for a reason and i i personally like love speaking give me a microphone anytime podcasting is a natural for me but i also realized that there was a gap in the marketplace in terms of construction podcasts And when I launched my podcast, I did my market research. There were only 46 podcasts in the construction category, all of which were very technical or business operated or very niche, but nothing to do with the people behind the projects. I really wanted to focus on that notion. But what about the people? I don't just want to know what they do because you can look that up on LinkedIn, but I also want to know who they are and who they've had to become to achieve what they have. So we really dissect their own psyche, their own philosophies, their own belief systems, what they had to overcome when they were going on the journey as they were climbing, you know, the corporate ladder or starting their own business. And I interview exemplary leaders and industry titans to also show people what's possible because there is such a 
huge limitation in the construction industry. When people enter it, they think they can only do a handful of things. They decide on their careers based on job titles because the conventional academic system only shows you be a project manager or be a quantity surveyor. They show you such a limited band of opportunity and it is like what you hear so far make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show first and foremost my duty as a thought leader to show people what is possible so when you share the successful journeys of others again and again and again it definitely opens up the worldview of possibilities and ambition and achievement that is available for my audience. So I absolutely love delivering that. There is one lesson that comes up in every, nearly every single episode, and that is patience. In the process of constructing anything that is worthwhile, something that is greater than yourself, a career that reaches new heights, anything in the moment requires a lot of patience. And that is one thing that nine out of 10 of my guests continually share as a lesson that has been important to them. So I do really focus on the micro of the person. It is about constructing you as an individual first. So on your podcast journey, can you tell us two to three biggest impact on your life and also on your business by doing the podcast? That's a great question. First of all, people need to realize that a podcast is, is, you don't start with a podcast. First of all, you actually start with your message. You start with a brand, a podcast, a book, a YouTube channel, eBooks, whatever it is, they are all extensions of your brand. You actually have to know what it is that you stand for, what problem that you're trying to solve in the marketplace, who you are trying to reach. So that was imperative prior to launching the podcast. And because I had that clarity, I spent eight months working with my mentor on my brand, my message, my philosophy, my communication. Those went on and on, was I able to release a podcast that I am personally so proud of. From a business perspective, it has been my number one lead generator. My podcast really gets into the hearts and minds of people. It breaks down. It starts breaking down a lot of that conditioning as to the limitations, as to the belief system, as to the mindset. It starts to bring more opportunities into your worldview. So from a business perspective, it's the best lead generator for me. And that's why I place a lot of effort into marketing my podcast. A lot of my daily content generation is about my podcast. That is why I work very, very hard to maintain the quality of my podcast and the caliber of guests that I invite. Because again, I only only aim for the exemplary leaders and industry titans. But for from a personal perspective, I came up with the idea of launching a podcast October 2019. And for five minutes, I thought, who am I? Who am I to do a podcast? What do I have to say? Of course, that doubt didn't last. But then you actually start approaching people. You actually start getting yeses. You actually start getting that feedback loop from people saying, I love this episode. This is my favorite podcast. And personally, it shows you as an individual what you can do when you knew less than you do right now, when you had less ability than you do right now. But look at what you are able to achieve. Look how deeply you're able to impact people. It's been a phenomenal growth experience from me, for me personally, from that perspective as well. And of course, the people that I get to connect with and have conversations with, if it wasn't for my podcast, 
I wouldn't have this conversation, nor will this be publicly available to my audience either. Yeah, I agree with you because podcast is more on more on intimate connection because you don't know you are you talking with your interviewer, you're talking to your mic, but somewhere out there is listening that sometimes they have a big impact. The next question I have is that what do you think is the most critical skill for for entrepreneurs and a business owner to master in order to be successful in, in podcasting just like you said you got a lot of download because of your podcast that's a great question i probably have two answers for that any sort of success first starts from the inside out it's first and foremost working on your mindset because if you approach the marketplace in anything that you do not just a podcast and think who's going to want to listen to this i don't have anything to say if you have a very low perception of the worth and value that you're putting out there, that's going to be energetically reflected in your work. So really understanding, this is such a broad brush statement to understand that, but really understanding your own energetic state and your mindset and your own head trash that is stopping you from achieving what you want, that is really important. But in terms of tactical podcast success, again, a podcast is an extension of your brand. So you don't start with a podcast. First of all, know what your message is, what problem are you solving, who is your actual target audience, who are you delivering this to, then you put to, then you need a brand. A podcast is an extension of your brand, so your branding needs to be congruent with all your communication, then you actually need to understand, okay, what experience do I want to give people when they are listening to my podcast, because it's going to be different from your podcast, every single one has to be different. So when you actually you need to do all the back-end work in the first place. You have to actually understand what is this podcast actually serving to people? What is it here to do? So, yes, there is a lot of consideration that needs to first and foremost go into a podcast before someone actually you know rolls up and says, hey, I have a podcast, everyone should listen. I mean, no, they shouldn't. No one owes you anything. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're saying, you're always saying about the target audience. So since our target audience is women entrepreneurs in, in this tribe podcast, can you share us help and tips to women's entrepreneurs who are starting up, like a startup, I got an idea, because what are they going to do first as a women entrepreneurs? We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. What I did first was I had the idea and I don't have the ego to say that I knew how it would look, how I would make it come into fruition. So what worked for me was to find the people in the marketplace who have the results that I want and then align myself with them. And if that means investing in myself to get their mentorship, then you do whatever it takes because to achieve what I have, both from a book perspective, brand, audience perspective, podcast perspective, it could have taken me 10 years, all things going well. And that's not even to say I would have figured everything out because I, I wouldn't have, like you, you wouldn't even know where to look because you don't know what you don't know. There are some things which you do know that you don't know, and then you can actively find it out. So the first thing that worked for me was to align myself with a mentor. How can I achieve what I want in the shortest amount of time? Because I've got my whole life to make money. I do not have my whole life to make time. I cannot reproduce time. 
So I really wanted to short circuit that process and actually work with a mentor. If that means spending one or two years doing things properly in order to have a lifetime of success, I'm more than happy to do that. Otherwise, you end up spending 10 years going around in, in circles, even worse, not doing anything at all. Because there's three, pe there's three types of people that you should never take advice from. One, friends, two, family, three, fools. Because if you listen to these people, especially when you want to start a business, especially when you think you have a great idea, these people are probably going to be the first to say, look, you probably shouldn't do that. It's not safe. There's already so many like this in the marketplace. You, you don't know how to do business. No one's ever done business in our family before. So on, so on. And then people don't actually do anything. So you're actually doing yourself a huge level of injustice and an offense to the world if you don't actually take massive and immediate action to follow through on your idea because it could be the one that changes the world. And I do strongly believe that everyone has a $100 million idea within them. The difference is whether it sees the world or not. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. So what do you, what is your opinion about imposter syndrome? Some, some women entrepreneur and also men alike, they have an idea, they're going to try it, but the imposter syndrome kick in. Probably a few days ago. <laughs> Every time you want to step onto the next level, it's always, you know, there's always that little bit of fear because there's nothing that you can relate the next level to. Everything that I want to achieve in 2021, I haven't done before. It's going to take a lot more out of me. And immediately your fear barrier, we are human. Our brains are still primitive. Our fear barrier kicks in and actually starts giving us all the reasons as to why it doesn't work. But you train your mind to actually A, pick up on that and be like, hang on, I know what record is playing and I'm not listening to it because I have done what I've done when I knew less and now I know this much. And in order to go to the next level, I need to do this. And if it means I give it my all and at least I try and I try my absolute best and that's the result I get, at least I've tried. At least I've done more than, than sit on the sidelines and talk about it. I'm not that person. But that imposter syndrome really diminishes to a tiny, tiny voice instead of a yelling monster when you first do a lot of work becoming and then you achieve. I, for a long time, I, I see myself as a global authority. I see myself as an ultra successful businesswoman. I see myself as being a world-class mentor to the people who need me around the world. I see this and I've seen this version of myself in here first before anyone else does. How I show up today, I've already thought about that six months, a year ago, and now I'm this person. So for me to get to the next level, I continuously have to work on my own self-image, how I actually perceive myself. Because when I close my eye and in my mind's eye, I see Eleanor being a global speaker, like, like I always knew that I would, then the imposter syndrome is still there, but I don't listen to it. And it becomes a very tiny voice. Will we ever, you know, completely get rid of it? I don't know. I'm still in that formative stage as well. There are people who have ultra, ultra confidence and 
comparatively, I do have a high level of confidence, but always when you are standing on the outset of the next level of your business in your career, it does kick in. But what we have to do is actually identify that discourse in our programming and never let it stop us. So how do you handle pressure and manage stress? It's my natural disposition. I operate best out of high pressure scenarios and my natural disposition and personality type is that dominant trait. So I don't shy away from it. I'm not adverse to it. I, I don't shy away from conflict or I'm not concerned about what people may say, any of those things. So when those scenarios do happen, it's fine. And it's also part of the process because right now I do understand I'm in, I'm in building stages and it's going to require a lot out of me, but I so rather be stressed about something that I'm passionate about than something that I am not passionate about and isn't setting up the foundations to my own future and all that it entails. Did you did you feel sometimes that all of these challenges that you face that um, like did you feel like sometimes burnout and how did you overcome this? Burnout is a consequence when you are spending so much time and effort working on something that isn't energetically aligned to your passion, to your purpose, to the grain of your soul. And I've experienced you know, extreme fatigue and, and burnout when I was doing work that wasn't aligned with what I love doing. And then taking the time to actually assess and ascertain and study myself what I am energetically aligned to is really, really important because I don't put myself in scenarios which drain me. And I know very well what they are and I avoid them. I can't avoid them 90, 100% of the time, but I can avoid them for majority of the time. That's why you build a business that has the work and the time, and it brings you the type of energy that you need to be in. So when you are energetically aligned to what you're doing, burnout isn't an option because everything is giving you fulfillment. I can deliver a nine hour workshop and I'm still buzzing. I can do a two hour mastermind session. I can keep on talking. I can sit there for eight, nine hours a day and just write a book and forget all bodily functions and not even notice time. That's my zone of genius. When you work in your zone of genius, you don't experience burnout. But when people are experiencing burnout is because they're probably working in their zone of incompetence or at most zone of competence and that isn't fulfilling so in relation with your book constructing your career is that on your early days did you think that you're gonna write a book in the future or how it's happened how how this idea constructing your career become a reality I remember in grade three, I was I was always a bookish kid. I was the nerdy kid. I was the kid who won the spelling bees and would put together books and, and stories. I had a vivid imagination as a child. And then, of course, society comes along and quells that imagination. And I actually found a copy of the book that I wrote in grade three. It was called The Magic Shoes. Very, very intense and intriguing plot. So, again, a book... You know, I'm always, I've always been that person who I loved writing and communication as a whole is one of my strengths. Did I ever think I would write a book? Yes, in my 60s, later on in life. 
you know, so far down the track. But it was, of course, working with my mentor, Ron, who's got eight or seven, eight books and so many more, he just produces books like that. He showed me how possible it was. But again, when you spend time working on your message, working on your value proposition, know who you're talking to, really know your branding. A book is an extension of your brand. And again, I looked at the marketplace and I realized there was there is no other book like mine for careers in construction specifically that pieces together all the considerations that you need when you're standing at the outset of your career, even when you are scaling your career. It's not, it wasn't written for a specific demographic or level. It's really applicable to people who are ambitious, who want to play the long-term game and who want to actually achieve more out of their career. So again, it was the opportunity that, well, I want to get to mentor everyone in the industry and I won't ever get the chance to communicate to everyone in the industry, but they can certainly read a book. So to put out a book like this, which as you said at the start is both practical and inspirational in its advice and insight has been has been a phenomenal achievement. All right. So you are always think, saying about branding, personal branding, okay, on, on your business. Since what does a personal brand mean to you and how can a, an entrepreneurs use that to create a differentiation? This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast. Everyone has a personal brand, except not many people have a personal brand that is thoughtfully constructed, actually congruent to their person. That is a key to personal branding. And when you don't have a brand that you have strategically crafted that is based on all of who you are, what that ensures is that you continuously and consistently get misunderstood and misinterpreted in the marketplace. When people read my branding, whether it's on social media, whether it's in a book, in whatever way, shape and form they discover me, there's a very clear indication into who I am, what I stand for, who I am attracting, and certainly who I am repelling. But without a personal brand, you're not expressing all of who you are. And to actually come up with a personal brand, it took months. It takes months of work and reiteration and clarity and thinking. And it's certainly not just about a colors logo and, and a tagline. No, that is the, that's an output of actually figuring out your personal brand. Your personal brand is, again, being all of who you are. It is about knowing your communication. It is about knowing your dress. It is about knowing your core values, your philosophies. It is about knowing your message. It is It is about knowing the experience that people have when they interact with you. It is knowing your energy. It is also knowing, again, the colors, the style, the branding, the feel, the look of the personal brand. But there is a common misconception that when people, and this is where traditional entrepreneurship kicks in, is that People start a business, they go, okay, right, this is my business name. They'll go to a consultant. They might match up some colors which are based on externalities, meaning this is what the industry would like. And then they go, here is my personal brand. But that personal brand has no congruency with the founder. And there is a complete mismatch. 
And this causes a subconscious rift in people. They don't understand why are people connecting. It is because of the branding. And I fell into this exact same category when I first started the construction coach. I needed a construction logo and it was brown. Uh, brown has nothing to do with me. That's that's not that's not my color, but it was what the industry would look like, what the industry would perceive as being construction. And when I started, I couldn't even sell a $7.95, $7.95, not $700, $7.95 webinar. But you change the branding, you change the game, and you align also your pricing in line with your branding and the world's your oyster. But it is a commonality when people are starting a business is they look for branding based on external factors to themselves. They don't actually look at themselves. And this is why the thought leadership model of entrepreneurship is so attractive because you do build this magnetic and dominant personal brand that, of course, has benefits to your business. Very well said. So do you have any final advice, anything else you want to share with, with women in, in entrepreneurs? or business owner who may be considering, well, starting up new business during 2021 or already have a business already, but a little bit confused because of what's happening? First and foremost, if you are wanting to go down that path, actually do it. What have you got to lose? Because the person that you become in the process, even if the business is unsuccessful, is unparalleled. You have one or two years of closing the curtains, working really hard, hustling really hard. You can have a vehicle called your business, which provides you with returns for the rest of your life, exponential unlimited returns. But whether it is a business owner or a budding entrepreneur, actually take action. And action has to be immediate because if you don't take immediate action, what's the point of taking it 12, in 12 months from now? You've just lost a year. And it also has to be massive because if it's not massive, you're not actually launching yourself out of your comfort zone. So wherever, at whatever stage you are in your business, take massive and immediate action and write a future that is set by you, not by others. Thank you for that. So any parting word or, or if our listener audience also um, wanted to have a chat with you, wanted to have a, a contact with you, they're more than welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn, Eleanor Moshe. I am on Instagram at Eleanor Moshe underscore. And my website is eleanormoshe.com for all mentoring opportunities. Thank you so much. And also don't forget the Twitter. So you get Moshe Eleanor on the Twitter as well. So if you're in Twitter, so just follow her. And thank you so much for your time in the Tribe podcast and I hope our listeners and audience and who's watching right now get a lot of information, health and tips and learning. So thank you so much for your time and see you next week for another episode of the Tribe Podcast under Ospod Syndicate. And also, I just would like to say thank you to my sponsor, the Kangaroo Firm Media Lab, a podcast management agency who is manage all the podcasts of Girl Your Podcast Syndicate and Ospod Syndicate podcast network thank you so much thank you for your time for another episode of tribe podcast under osport syndicate thank you to our sponsor kangaroo firm media lab a podcast management service you can check them at www.kangaroofirm.com and also if you want join our community so 
follow us on the Facebook at Rebounds Australia. Thank you. Or check our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with OSPOD Syndicate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com.